Welcome to CityCast. I'm Ashley Studebaker. Thank you for sharing your time with us today. CityCast is brought to you by the city of Rock Hill, South Carolina, where we discuss all things Rock Hill with our city cast. In just the last 10 years, Rock Hill has experienced many changes, growth, new development, and challenges that accompany a flourishing city. David Vihan, city manager for the city of Rock Hill, has been here through it all. October of this year marked his 10-year anniversary as city manager. David, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys taking some time out to, uh, to speak with me. Absolutely. And a fun little icebreaker tactic that we do here on CityCast is get to know our guests a little bit. And if you don't mind, uh, David, could you tell us something that most people might not know about you? Well, you know, when I interviewed for the job uh, here 10 years ago, the city council asked me, uh, one of the things that came up was my background here in Rock Hill. And so, um, you know, I grew up in Rock Hill. My family moved here in 1973, and uh, um, I grew up in, in Rock Hill homes. And um, and I, in those days, Richmond Drive, the elementary school I went to, were, was uh, split between mo- mainly Rock Hill homes and then the neighborhood around Richmond Drive mm-hmm. and then Boyd Hill. Those were kind of the three big neighborhoods that the kids came from. And uh, those were all good friends. And in those days, Chair Road wasn't nearly as busy as it is now. We would, you know, we could easily ride down to 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 Boyd Hill, and you know, when you're you know fifth grade or something, right? And uh, and the Boyd Hill Neighborhood Center was there, of course. And so um, we would go and and uh, and play basketball at the Boyd Hill Center and those kind of things with the, the folks that that would you know the the, the kids that I were, was friends with. Mm-hmm. And uh, to this day, uh, Gus Long, who you know, who works for the, still works for the city, and Gus has been with the city for you know forty years doing wow. maintenance kind of work for us. But Gus was kind of the guy in charge of make, keeping the facility straight at uh, at Boyd Hill. And uh, Gus still says to this day, when I was like twelve years old, that he threw me out of the Boyd Hill Neighborhood Center <laughs> for something that we were doing wrong. I, I have no memory of this whatsoever, but I, of course not. Of but course I not. absolutely believe that there's no way Gus would lie. So. Uh, <laughs> So I, I've come a long way from the days of being expelled from city facilities to uh, becoming city manager. Here. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would say so. I can't imagine Cherry Road not busy though nowadays. That's... Yeah, I mean, of course it was you know it was busy, but uh, but I'm I'm telling you it was just you know it was crazy. We we rode our bikes to the YMCA every day from, from wow. during the summer just to swim and swim lessons and stuff like that from mm-hmm. from Rock Hill Homes. And so um, you know and and. My parents didn't, you know, they didn't think a thing about it. It was just yeah, like, hey, right. the kids are going to get on the bikes. They're going to go over there. And we did it twice a day. We'd go in the morning for lessons and the afternoon for free swim. So you mentioned, you know, being being a, a Rock Hill native here and everything. Is that Did that play a large part in your decision to apply for the position as city manager? Yeah, I mean, when I when I uh, graduated from Winthrop, uh, I knew that I wanted to get into uh, to get into work doing what I'm doing now. And so I had the, the good fortune of, uh, of a really good mentor at Winthrop, Glenn Broach, who was the head of the political science department at the time. And and uh, Glenn, you know, generally really just made a phone call to somebody down here and said, hey, I got this kid that's going to be going back to grad school in 15 months, but he's looking for a place to land till then. And uh, Jerry Shapiro, you know, picked me up <laughs> and um, and I worked for Jerry till that time till I went back to, to school and was in school for two years. And then... Um, had worked a year in Charlotte, and uh, and Jerry called me up and said, "Hey, we've got a position. Do you think you might be interested in coming back and working full time with the city?" And so, um, you know, Rock Hill is my home, and it's you know, and and I you know, I, I welcome the opportunity to return. But honestly, I've, I've 
if I told you the truth, I figured I'd be here for three, four, five years, and then I'd be gone somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really unusual that that people in this business really stay, you know, for a long period of time in one position or in one place. And um, so, yeah, three, four, five years turned into thirty, and here we are today. <laughs> Ten years as city manager. Um, so. I'm curious. I know the complexity, I'm sure, that this role has in place. And I'm sure I'm not the only one curious, but if you could break down kind of like your day-to-day as city manager, what does that look like for you? Well, the, the best part about working here and doing this job is it's it's different every day, mm-hmm. um, quite honestly. I mean, it really is. And um, while I was still in Charlotte and I had an opportunity to stay there and, and, and I'd more or less been offered a position to work in the budget office there. And, and it would have been a good upward trajectory working in a big organization and eventually coming to the head of the budget office and maybe even moving into the manager's office in a place like Charlotte if you stay a long time. But I sat down with a guy that was the head of the budget office then, a guy named um, whose name is Dave Cook. And Dave's now actually the city manager in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, wow. And, uh, and I still tell him to this day. Um, uh, we're graduates of the same program in Chapel Hill and, uh, and and I told him, you know, I can stay here or I can go to Rock Hill. And I said, what what do you think I should do? And he kind of leaned back in his chair and he thought for a minute and he said, I'd go to Rock Hill. And he said, you know, if you stay here in Charlotte, you can, you know, work in the budget office, but all you're ever going to do is budget. He said, if you go to Rock Hill, you're going to get your hands dirty in something different every day because it's a smaller organization. And that's just such great advice. I mean, because that really fit me well that I could really come in and, and really have the opportunity to do many, many things. And um, I had the good fortune of having uh, really great people that I worked for uh, when I first came here that gave me the opportunity to uh, to be involved in a in a wide range of activities, not just doing budget, which was my primary thing, but really doing just about anything and working with just about every department in the city over the course of the next twenty years. So when it came time to be to uh, to that the city manager's position was open, you know, it really was an opportunity to to think and say, you know, it, I've I've had a, a a really broad breadth of of experience here over this period of time. Um, this is maybe a good time to be able to step into the city manager's role and really put that to use. Um, and so, uh, I was fortunate to be selected by city council, and um, and I would tell you everything about the first twenty years that I do on the, that I did when I worked here in various capacities is all blended into the city manager role because. You know, it's it's a it's a different a different experience, probably from a different department almost mm-hmm. every single day. Right. Um, you know, I remember when the uh, 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 you know when when the uh, when all the stuff with COVID came around in you know, late February and early March, and when it became apparent that we were going to have to really shut down everything mm-hmm. and and really really have to to refocus our business practices in a way that still met the needs of our customers in the community because that's primarily where we're focused, Right. Um, that we would have to continue doing that. But we're going to have to do it in a different way. And and we can't take months to figure out how we do this. We're going to have to figure it out over a weekend how mm-hmm. we're going to change things around. And, you know, we literally all but did that. Um, <laughs> but I remember sitting down with our department heads and telling all of them at the time, you know, I don't have any doubt that we're going to be able to adjust quickly to do this. You know, you guys have um, have a – really a, a lifetime of experience and we're fortunate to have really great department heads here who really now's your time to really to really for the people in our community to see we can really respond and we can do this in a way that really will be um, really the best for everyone and uh, and they really did they really did that you know and so um and so yeah i mean one day it's it may just be you know just a range of 
you know, meetings that, you know, to most people would seem pretty boring and to me sometimes seem pretty boring. But <laughs> but it's also but it's also, you know, the next day you come in and there's a pandemic and you have to mm-hmm. figure out a way to respond with the whole organization in a way that keeps our employees safe and make make sure that we can continue our operations. Would you say, um, as I know, 10 years is a long time and you've seen so much, I'm sure. So would you say going through a pandemic um, with everything with COVID as city manager, that that is one of, if not your greatest challenge that you've had? Um, in, in the respect of having to, of the fact that it impacted all of our employees so significantly, probably yes. Um, but, but, you know, the, there are challenges with, with, with just about everything we do. You know, when I became city manager in 2010, it's, it's hard to think back to that time. But we had an enormous number of projects, particularly focused in the, in the downtown area, that it was, it was sort of like we were, I mean, I remember having this discussion with the mayor at the time, we're really kind of at a tipping point. It, it, could, it could tip forward and all this stuff could really get going and it could, it could happen. Or it could sort of tip backwards, and all this stuff could just come to a grinding halt, and and things really, you know, maybe wouldn't move forward like we like we would like to see it do. And and our challenge is how do we make sure that we do what's best for the community to keep things moving forward. And fortunately, to having a mayor and council that were just tuned in to that, and were willing and um, and trusting, honestly. To, to look at our management team and just say, these are folks that we think can get the job done, um, you know, was really incredibly helpful and has really helped us, I think, achieve what we what we have over these last 10 years. Right. Um, like, as you mentioned, you know, as you started out in 2010, there was a lot that you kind of foresaw or was on the plate. And I'm sure being, you know, again, as you mentioned, born and raised here in Rock Hill, it's still been intriguing and rewarding to see all of this happen um, with the with the velodrome, the BMX um, track, as well as the Rock Hill Sports and Event Center. All this has to be extremely rewarding for you to see, you know, being born and raised here as well. Um, that all that's true. I mean, it certainly is, and I think seeing all the great stuff that happens at Riverwalk in Manchester and um, and all the things that are going on at the University Center and and uh, the improvements that we've seen and and really throughout our community really are they are great. I, I, but I would tell you, I'm the I, I, and our, our mayor really kind of makes fun of me about about this about me some, and 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 he's right to do so. Um, I'm I'm really not really ever satisfied with the things that we've done. Mm. I'm, I, I, I'm that's just my personality. I'm I'm continually focused on the things either that we didn't get done or that we still have to do, mm. um, and that's just that's just who I am. And so um, I don't I don't do a very good job at celebrating successes because you know my thing is. Okay, we did that, but what else? What's the next thing we have right. to do? And so, my personality is always moving ahead to what's, what's next. to what's ahead. <laughs> and um, and I would tell you both our our last mayor, our current mayor, and this council, and both councils as well, they do a much better job of trying to keep me grounded and mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, let's stop for a second and recognize the success that we have and whatever it is that we've accomplished." Let's enjoy the moment right. uh, for the time being, and for you, you know. Okay, I enjoyed for five minutes. Now move time along. That's all right. <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna take a break for just a moment. Do you, if you like what you hear so far on CityCast, subscribe now and be sure that you don't miss a show. You'll find CityCast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. You can also visit cityofrockhill.com/citycast. Also, did you know that you can get City of Rock Hill news and information sent directly to your inbox? 
when you sign up for our e-bulletin. Simply go to the bottom right on our homepage at cityofrockhill.com and sign up. Now, back to our podcast with our city manager here. So I know you just, we just kind of talked about how you're on to the next thing pretty immediately after something big even happens. So I guess your biggest um, success, which is probably a, um, a big question to answer as far as 10 years, what would you say you feel as though your biggest accomplishment has been here in Rock Hill? Um, well, I, probably, honestly, I think it starts with our employees. And I think that we've done some really significant things for our, for our employee group to try to make sure that we're taking care of them and the work that they're doing every day. Um, we, we, we have to, to make sure that's where we start. And, you know, honestly, we never have enough resources to try to, to be able to accomplish everything that we want to accomplish. And that's, and that's just unfortunate because, um, because our employees do, in my mind, in my opinion, really deserve um, a lot more knowledge, not only when it just comes to pay, but when it mm-hmm. comes to just the, the things that we can do to recognize them and make sure that we can, um, uh, that we can support them in the things that they're doing. Um, you know, we, we've, we've transitioned a lot of the things we do to make sure we're updating our pay scales more often. Um, those kinds of things are things that we're very focused on. I think it's been very helpful. Phyllis Fauntleroy, when she was human resources director here, was very instrumental in that. Uh, Dina Kiever has stepped in as our new HR director, and it's been extremely seamless and really helping us make sure we're continuing to do that. So, um, so our successes are built on the work of the people that, that serve this community and our organization. Mm-hmm. And any success that you see that, that we, our, myself, our city council, whatever has, it starts with those folks who are doing what they do. So, so I think doing the things that we can do to, to help make sure we're taking care of employees really is, I think, the most critical thing that we do um, as an organization. And that probably is where I would say um, hopefully we've seen some successes and hopefully our employee group would agree that over 10 years that, you know, that, that things are in a better place today than they were maybe 10 years ago. Um, and then I think, you know, beyond that, I think making sure that, um, that we have, uh, that we're making decisions as an organization that it really uh, is benefits all people in our community. And I, and I think it's easy to focus on, and we do it internally, it's easy to focus on, you know, stuff that's going at Riverwalk and making sure that we're doing things out there. And, and it's easy to focus on University Center and the thing that's, that's going on there because they're big projects and they're important projects and they're, they're impactful projects. I mean, Riverwalk is a $700 million investment with what those wow. folks are doing out there. You know, the University Center is a $200 million mm-hmm. investment. I mean, these are, these are very, very big projects and they, are, they do deserve our attention. But at the end of the day, um, I can tell you internally, we remain focused on making sure that we are, are trying to see that the, the economic growth that occurs in our community is happening really throughout the community and all parts of our community and not just in isolated pockets. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that remains a challenge. I think it's that we have good successes in some of the things that we've done. I think we have a mayor and council that are extremely focused on doing what I just said. Um, and, uh, and I think there has been great headway made in the last couple of years. I think that there are things that we have in the pipeline that, are, um, that I think are uh, really uh, will make significant changes within our community. And so we're, um, and I think you'll see those things really come to pass and really start coming to fruition over the next six to eight months. Okay, and I'm sure that budgeting is probably something over over the time that you have been with the city, not just as city manager, but just here in general, that you have seen change drastically. Can you kind of touch on that for a little bit? That's a really a great question, and uh, and 
it, it's hard to really even get a, a magnitude of what we're talking about, but let me see if I can try to help. When I came to the city and started here in, 1980, in August of 1989, the city of Rock Hill had the largest local government budget in the state of South Carolina. Wow. So we were, you know, we're probably the sixth mm-hmm. or seventh ranked in population. Mm-hmm. But our budget was the largest in the state. Now, a lot of that's driven because we're an electric city, and, mm-hmm. and that drew, drove, drove some of those up. But, but that aside, just put everything in, largest in the state of South Carolina. Today, I bet you could go and look around, and that's cities, counties, everything. I bet you could look around all the cities, counties. I bet you we're not in the top 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there are a lot, a lot of reasons for that. First of all, I think that uh, we have um, – we have really tried to make sure that we are um, we make good use of the resources that we have from the people of Rock Hill, and so um, and so we you know we've done a lot over the years when it com- comes to make sure we're making good decisions about employees. Um, our, we our our if you look at our growth at the growth in our community and the number of employees we've added, and if you compare that to say York County and compare mm-hmm. it to other cities in the region, you'll find that we are we our we, we don't have nearly the growth in employees that other folks have. And that's just because I think we do a good job of making really good decisions um, when it comes to how we're going to spend our money, what we're going to do with the resources that we have. And council has been really supportive of that. And that, so that's been really an important thing. And then beyond that, I think it's not just making good decisions about how you're going to run your organization, but it's making good decisions about how you're going to deal with the finance, financial resources that you have. And, a lot of times it's easier just to go out and, you know, just spend the money or borrow yeah. the money or do mm-hmm. whatever it is. And without stepping back and saying, you know, is there a better way that we could do this? This may be a cheaper way to do it and still accomplish what we're going to do. Um, <clears throat> is it is it pos- possible that we can do things um, and make maybe do f- make financial decisions in ways that we've never even done it in our community? I'll give you a good example. Um, when we built the velodrome back out in mm-hmm. 2012, when that was out there, uh, we opened in 2012. Um, that project was really—it was like a six million dollar project. Wow! And I'm not going to lose you on <laughs> on all the nuances of what we did, but we were able to, to to do something called new market tax credits. And new market tax credits are an important part of of um, of a trying to achieve, achieve sort of public private partnerships, and. By using that, and we had never used new market tax credits before, and by do, using new market tax credits, we were able to actually cut about $2 million off the cost of it and really get somebody else wow. to pay for it. Yeah. So the city never had to pay it to, had to pay that to me. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. our $6 million cost was, was cut by a third by just make, doing that one, kind of, one sort of decision. And, 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 I, and that's just one example of many, th- many decisions like that uh, that I would tell you that we've made over the years. That I think have made good decisions. I'll give you another quick example. When I came to the city in 1989, that year we we were covering 60 percent of our general fund with utility fund revenues. So we were taking utility fund revenues, electric, water, and sewer, mm-hmm. and u- moving those over into our general fund and covering 60 percent of our expenses. That's just that's a big number. Yeah. Um, today, it's about 12 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's based on a formula that we didn't have at the time, and it's based on a model. And the rating agencies, that's something that they look at you and they say, you know what, it's okay to take those monies from the, to, to really achieve things in your general fund and to keep your taxes low, um, but you need, to have, you need to have a model that says how you're going to do it. 
And so putting that in place and council agreeing to put that in place was an important part of doing that. And I, I could go on, but there are, just, there, there are just so many examples of that. And I think having really good, smart people, and Ann Hardy, our financial our chief financial officer, does just such a tremendous job mm-hmm. helping us stay on track with those things as well. Ten years ago when you started out, would you have thought something as big as the Carolina Panthers coming to town here? Would you have predicted something like that? No, I would tell you that that's not that wasn't on our radar screen, <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, I mean, we we have, and I would tell you the, the the folks on our team here, they wake up with plenty to do every day. Um, they really do, and so you know we're we're trying to move forward with things that happen, you know, w- certainly within Knowledge Park and everything that goes on here. Um, you know, there's a tremendous amount of focus I think that you're seeing that's the, uh, in trying to move projects along particularly on the south side of town. And so we're, we're, we're very engaged with people trying to move those things along. Um, you know, Riverwalk itself is a whole other animal. I mean, then there's just the regular day-to-day business and the growth in the community and everything that goes along. And that was really enough. And then the Carolina Panthers came in and said, hey, we want to drop a $2 billion investment <laughs> in your community. And, um, and we want to develop these 250 acres. And, and, and it, 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 it would have been one thing if it was just the Carolina Panthers building their headquarters and building a practice facility and then just sort of giving us a thumbs up and saying, saying that we're done. But I think people don't really realize all of what they plan to do out there because mm-hmm. football is honestly a small part of what their plans are for that land that's out there. I mean, they have a, a whole corporate campus plan for what goes on out there, particularly along I-77. So um, and really, you know, if you're driving on I-77, you won't even see the Panther facility. It sits in the middle middle of the mm-hmm. site. Um, they're really focused on bringing, you know, another billion or more of investment related to um, to really good-paying, high-paying jobs into our community that I think really can be something that's pretty transformative. And that's on your radar now. And as someone that you previously uh, you previously mentioned that you are someone who always looks ahead. So I would assume, you know, maybe you have kind of big predictions or big um, just big ideas for for the city here. So can you give us maybe the your prediction for for the city of Rock Hill kind of in the next 10 years? Well, I, what I can do is I can give you an idea of something our mayor says, and I think and I think it's. I think it's a good indication of where our community is headed. If you look back over the last 10 years, okay, from um, uh, from 2000 to 2020, mm-hmm. or 2010 to 2020, so look at just, just, just those 10 years, what you would find is we've had about a $1.3 billion of investment in our community. Um, now, that's a big number. I mean, if you, if you yeah. look at If you look at our business parks, Look mm-hmm. at Antrim Business Park and Ross Stores and the new Legacy East Business Park that's going on out there, and um, uh, and and just the, just the normal commercial investment and all those things that are going just over a billion dollars of investment over the last ten years. Over the next fifteen to twenty years, you're going to see somewhere between three and four billion dollars wow. of investment in our community with all the things that are planned. Mm-hmm. So just the the magnitude of what we're talking about is just is just really. It's just dramatic, mm-hmm. honestly. And so uh, it's our responsibility to nurture those projects along uh, in such a way that uh, that it, it benefits the community. Um, but, I, but I would tell you that while all that's happening, and it's important and it's great for our community, trying to make sure that we're maintaining some sense of identity uh, here in Rock Hill, um, because I do think it is incredibly important so that 
you know, so that, you know, the days of riding in the back of a pickup truck with the tailgate down and dragging your toe along Cherry Road is something that, you know, that we might still be able to hold on to in <laughs> right. some way the in spite of mm-hmm. all the, in spite of all that's really going on here. And so, um, so it, it's, it's big. I mean, I, I won't fool myself or anyone else. I mean, there, there is a lot that's coming. Um, our former mayor liked to say that we, you know, we like to treat Charlotte like a campfire, close <laughs> enough to stay warm, but not so close mm-hmm. that we get burned. And I think that's probably <laughs> I like a good. That. I think that's a good way to describe mm-hmm. how we would like to see things, you know, continue here in our community. And uh, I have not. I was not born and raised here in Rock Hill, but I can say, as far as um, little over a year that I've been here, I have seen a tremendous amount of growth. So I can only imagine just how much more. I will continue to see. And uh, David, thank you so much again for your time today, taking time out of your busy schedule. We do greatly appreciate that. Not a problem at all. Appreciate y'all. And thank you to our audience for listening one more time. If you liked what you heard today, be sure that you subscribe. Also visit our website, cityofrockhill.com for all things City of Rock Hill, South Carolina. We hope that you have a great week.